Pardon the interruption, but I'm Michael Obama's National Bathtub Party Day, Tony. You having one? Tony Kornheiser. A bunch of neighbors are coming over. Yep. The tub only fits three. Oh. Four if we stack ourselves lengthwise. Let's see, lengthwise. Okay. We're starting to show again with visuals. Do you remember, you might not, the first Mamas and Papas album, if I date myself a little bit, the four of them are actually in a bathtub no, on the cover. Well, they're completely I'm dressed. Say I'm just saying they're in a bathtub. 1964? I would Five. say 66 or so, something like that. I was a so we've type. just turned off everybody I under was the a age of 35. Yeah, welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, should LeBron do less? Is Luka a star? And does the NFL need to dump punting? But we begin today with the continuing saga of Markel Fultz. Last year's number one overall pick has been diagnosed with some sort of esoteric shoulder ailment that the Sixers think will take three to six weeks to cure. Fultz will rehab in Los Angeles, of all places. The corollary problem is that he can't shoot and seems to have the yips. Wilbon, should the Sixers still have hope, Fultz will be the player they thought. Sure, hope. I mean, hope costs you nothing. Now, you've got to have some planning and some plotting, and you've got to figure out what you're doing short-term and long-term with your roster and your cap space and your backup rotation players and all of that. You have to get rid of hope and take off the rose-colored glasses and look at the basketball universe. The Sixers have aspirations for now, and they went out and got Jimmy Butler, and it seems like they're going to be fine. But, Tony, again, I'm going to say for the third straight day, whatever it is, I feel bad for Markel Fultz. I feel he's in a tough position. He should ought to be in college somewhere. I don't know what to do about it. What do they do about this it? This is close to a disaster at the moment. It's inching towards yes, disaster. Yes, it is. He has to get out of Philadelphia as soon as he can. Philadelphia has to get rid of him as soon as he can. If he's going to have any chance, if they're going to have any chance, this is absolutely not working. I know that his, his agent slash lawyer says that there's a physical problem and there's no emotional component. But names to me that crop up are Steve Blass, right, oh, wow. and Chuck Knobloch and Ian Baker Finch. Because I don't know that he can, I don't know that he will ever shoot. I don't know. If you, if you look at this, he's been to 10 specialists in a week. 10 different specialists. You know what that sounds like to me, Mike? Please, somebody shopping give me, for give me a, a diagnosis. Yeah. Give me a diagnosis that doesn't have a component, an emotional component to it. You know, everybody wants to point out all the people who can come out of school and play right away after a year out of high school. And people don't want to face the situation with Markel Fultz, a guy who we both thought, wait a minute. Local kid for us. ready for this. That's right. And we were perhaps a bit more paternal because he lives here and we saw him up close and personal. Oh. But my God, no. he now, Tony, it just seems cut adrift. Yep. He's in L.A. at 20 years away old, rehabbing away no, from no, no, any no. sort of structure. He will get a chance with another team. That will happen. Someone will take a chance on him. But down the road, he may not get a third chance. I hope he's better. I hope the next one works, wherever it is. I really do. There's a really weird debate intensifying around LeBron James. His numbers are pretty much the same as they've been the last 15 years, which is his whole career. But there's this school of thought featuring Magic and Kobe that suggests LeBron needs to trust and defer more to younger players for the good of the franchise. LeBron told The Athletic that very notion of doing too much is lost on him. Tone is LeBron's style of play 16 years in something the Lakers or LeBron should think about altering or even be concerned with. So I went to the glasses because I want to be sure of these things. Because okay. I don't understand this at all. Magic Johnson says, we don't want Cleveland. Right. We don't want them I like understand Cleveland. that. Kobe Bryant says, this is not a recipe for championships. 
The last time the Lakers won a championship was 2010. In the interim, LeBron won championships in 2012, 2013, and 2016. He's been to eight straight finals. What are these people talking about? Tell you. Why would you hire LeBron and then change it? I'm going to tell you because LeBron has suggested, and we've seen this from his play in Cleveland, he didn't want to have, have the ball all the time. Kyrie Irving okay. shouldered a lot of that. For those years. Kuzma, Josh Hart, Ingram, Lonzo Ball. To me... That quartet in support is better than what he had last year in Cleveland when he got to the finals again. So okay. I understand what Magic's talking about. Didn't Magic change his style of play somewhat later in his years when he started playing a little bit more forward? Is that true? What about Oscar? Oh, okay. These are your favorite okay. players ever. They all altered. They okay. morphed. Magic Johnson may have changed everything that you're saying he changed. But when the Lakers needed some scoring, Magic Johnson had the ball in his hands to create everything. That's true. Oscar Robertson did all those triple doubles. But at the end of his career, he was playing with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who the league had never seen. Nobody quite as good as that offensively. So I'm, I won't... I don't like those comparisons. LeBron James, the reason the Lakers are so much better right now than they were last year is LeBron James. No LeBron is the answer to no all question. your questions. It's as simple as that. If they want somebody to coach up their younger players, go hire a coach. Go hire a coach. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't change You always say that LeBron is the coach. He is the coach. Then what are we talking about? I, I would say Magic and Kobe. Shh. No, listen, listen. I think that Magic Johnson has played in enough situations, a variety of them, where it took a little something different year by year as they won those five championships. Magic Johnson and that's always, what he's talking about, subtle changes, Magic not Johnson ones. had better players around him every that's year true. than LeBron does. That's true. Stop. I'm going to argue don't, with don't, that. Don't do this. <laughs> One of the revelations in the NBA this year is the Dallas Mavericks. They were 24-58 and 58 last year, which stinks. So they got the number two overall pick, and they drafted Luka Doncic. He has led them to 12 and 10 so far, which is playoff qualifying, although it's early. And the greatest player in team history, Dirk Nowitzki, has not played a minute. So, Wilbon, is Doncic already a star? Number three pick, and yes, yes. Oh, he's three, not two? He's a star. Okay. And, and, and somebody decided to take another player, little gunner from Oklahoma, and said him. Well, didn't they make that? Wasn't that, that was a trade? Tra- yeah, okay, that was a trade. Tra- yeah, okay. Um, he's a star. Not a superstar. He's a star. More importantly, he's a player. Yeah. He does whatever's necessary on a given night to keep his team in it. And some of those games that they're in it have wound up being victories. Tony, he's he's fascinating to watch. He's not going to wow you with explosion or you know, tomahawk slams. That's not his deal. He excels in all of it. I said to you, like after one week, there was a little bit, a little bit of Larry Bird, yeah. and you shouted me down on this set. I'm going to do that Take right now. Take it back. Oh, huh? No, no, huh? no, no, no. Don't start. Don't start with me. Here we go. What? The easy comparison is Larry Bird. What's the hard one? He's Magic Johnson. He makes everybody enough, better all the time. Not he has this. flair. He has flair. He does have flair. He understands the geometry yes, of the court. He does. He knows where to put himself. No, the easy one is Bird. No, he's, he's – thank you for mentioning Magic before – I, you know, I'm one of those people that looks at the NBA and I think nothing ever changes. But, but, here we go. Dallas, Sacramento, Memphis, and Detroit are above, what is happening? There's an upheaval. They're above 500. They stunk last year. None of them made the playoffs. These two drafts, the last couple of drafts, will ultimately sort of direct the league for another 12 years, like the draft in 2003 did with guys like Wade and LeBron, and I think Carmelo, what came a year later. But Doncic, at least a game that he's starts good, at right? 7 p.m. He's good, right? Let's see if you can watch him no, play a whole, no, uh, whole no, game. No, no, he's good. I know you can't watch him in the West. He's good. He's, he is. Better than 
That other kid you want to draft instead. I did. The Green Bay Packers can't seem to get enough of firing coaches. Winston Moss, whose title of associate head coach over the last 11 years Never heard would suggest he had some stature with the club, was let go after this tweet. You ready, Tone? Yes. The man whose Twitter handle is InsaneCane99. Credibility tweeted, in that. Quote, what championship teams have is great leadership. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody in the building to a Lombardi standard. Close quote. Tony, his tweet, this tweet, and subsequently getting canned. Something or nothing. So I should say for the record that the Packers deny that getting the canned had anything, fired, to do, right. anything to do with the tweet. So the easy answer for me to say that this is nothing because Mr. Winston Moss is gone. He was a Mike McCarthy loyalist. Mike McCarthy is gone. So this is spilled milk. But, but the implication in this that Aaron Rodgers is not held to the same standard that other people on the team are, that he is treated in a different way and that could be injurious to the rest of the team. If that is true, that is not just something. That is really something. I mean, you and I are prejudiced towards Aaron Rodgers. But the next coach who comes to that team is coming for Aaron Rodgers. I get, I feel two ways on this. One, Winston Moss, talk um, about independent thinkers. He was in that group with Michael Irvin. And that, these, are, these are independent guys. Insane his, Kane 99. I love that. His, Jerome Brown and those guys, his observation is not just his sort of a separate treatment. There should be separate treatment. You think there's not separate treatment of Tom, the golden boy, Brady? Of course there is. You can treat quarterbacks separately. And there should be. The question is, is he accountable? Is he yeah, held that's, accountable? That's right. And that's, that's what right. Moss is suggesting that's right. that's is right. not happening in Lombardi Hall or whatever they call that up there. We Again, we we think Aaron Rodgers is great. Absolutely. But he lived with him, and, but he's also a loyalist to McCarthy. seems to be something. Uh, yes, I would say that. Seems to be something. I would say that. The NFL is looking to make punts safer, as they have tried to do with kickoffs. Quote, this is a play we think is ready and ripe to be modernized, unquote, said Rich McKay of the competition committee. So the plan is to reach out to the public, possibly to analytics people, to reduce player injury on punts. The winners will get $20,000 each. Wilbon, is this a smart move by the NFL? The NFL always has great PR stunts. That's all this is. I mean, I, I read this and I listened to it again and we had discussion of it in our newsroom. And I'm thinking, what a waste of time. What a waste of time the whole project is. You decide your competition committee, people who have actually, apparently a couple, have run down on punts and know what it's like yep. to take a, a, a head in the stern of a helmet. I don't care what the fans think, but the NFL... Again, who's better at public relations, except for in the cases of domestic violence reaction, yeah. who's better than the NFL? So if, for those people out there, present company excluded, of course, who think the NFL is hidebound and the NFL doesn't have to answer to anybody and the NFL doesn't care about anybody, this is great PR. You're reaching out to fans. You're reaching out to nerds. You're saying, help us out here. Do some statistical analysis of who gets hurt and why on punts. Mike, I don't know how to make punts safer or football right. safer. I don't know. But maybe they somebody They want does. to give the appearance Brilliant. that they care most Brilliant. about the safety. That's right. Brilliant. It's a lie, but it's great public relations. It's, can we agree it's brilliant? It, it, that was the first thing That's I said. Right. It is absolutely it brilliant. Is. But again, I don't, I, you know, way, I don't know how it works. I'm thinking back. Michael Irvin had to play about a decade before Winston Moss, right? If Winston Moss was in St. Kane 99, 
But it wasn't Irvin in like the it was a lot earlier. late 80s, it was, it was late 80s, early 90s? Mid-80s. A little different. Let's take a break. Era. It's okay that you were wrong. Don't worry. You know, but I caught my own this mistake. This is what's happening when Unlike you, you. Coming up, just how happy is Kawhi Leonard in Toronto? We're going to ask Doris Burke. Wait, I take it back. I think they're the same age. I'm going back on my take back. Oh, we'll also ask her about the influence Jimmy Butler, my man, is having on Ben Simmons. You got to be 60. You're having senior moments. Well, I've had those a lot. A lot earlier than now. Didn't Irvin played like in, in the flutier. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Cat. Let's do the work. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. We've got a big Eastern Conference matchup in Toronto tonight where Kawhi Leonard and the 20-5 and Raptors host Joel Embiid and the 17-8 and Sixers. We welcome the woman who will be analyzing the game for ESPN, Doris Burke. We'll start with this. The Raptors beat the Sixers in Toronto earlier this season, but that's before the Jimmy Butler deal, which obviously changes the Sixers enormously. How did the matchup shift now? Does Kawhi still guard Simmons, or does Kawhi move to Butler? It's an interesting question, Tony, because Kawhi Leonard forced Ben Simmons into arguably his worst game as a professional basketball player. He had 11 turnovers. He talked about how weak he was with the basketball in the first matchup and frankly said, I need to get better. The issue here matchup-wise is at the center spot, they toggle between Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas may start tonight because of the matchup inside with Joel Embiid, and does that shift down? I'm curious to see. We haven't yet met with the coaches, so we'll, we'll get that answer shortly. Let's zero in on Kawhi for a second, Doris, which I know doesn't surprise you. He's always been so hard to read. I'm not going to ask you to look forward, but just right now, what's the word around him? Is he even enjoying himself in Toronto as he plays out this season before he's a free agent? He is inscrutable. I have no idea what Kawhi is feeling, nor will he give you any education with his words. What I can tell you, Michael, is you hear all the consistent stuff that perhaps he's going to L.A., likely the Clippers, if in fact that is the destination. But when your team is winning to the level they're playing, and certainly the warts and wrinkles don't come out in those circumstances. Uh, so I don't know. I don't venture a guess. I can tell you, and you've probably heard this yourself, Michael, the rumor is he's going back to L.A., and it's likely with the Clippers. Let me stay with the whole of Toronto's team now and not just Kawhi Leonard. They appear to be significantly better, but I would remind people, Mike, didn't they win the East last year? Yeah. Weren't they the one seed? And wasn't that's why Dwayne Casey got fired, because they were so bad in the playoffs. So do we know, Doris, that they are significantly better or, or are all bets off until the playoffs, which has been their Achilles heel? I can only tell you, Tony, that they feel different to me, and they have added a finals MVP, an elite defensive player in Kawhi, so that in certain matchups in the playoffs, if a wing player gets very hot, then can, Kawhi can shift onto him. We saw in the matchup with the Sixers, Ben Simmons is going to be elite in this, in this league for a long time, particularly if he gets a jump shot, and he affected Ben's effectiveness. Um, they feel different. They're deeper unequivocally. Pascal Siakam, 
looks like he could be a longtime all-star as long as his continued growth uh, accelerates at the current pace. Fred Van Vliet is as good a backup point guard as there is in the league. And what's not being told here in this Toronto uh, story is how well Kyle Lowry is playing. He's leading the NBA in assists over 10 per game. He's content to take fewer than 10 field goals per game. There seems to be good chemistry between the lines. It feels different to me. We'll see. Ben Simmons and Jimmy Butler are, have taken to wearing white headbands, representing what Brett Brown's called their <laughs> defensive brotherhood. Doris, how has Butler been as a teammate there? Is this the fit that he was looking for? Well, I think from a basketball perspective, he clearly has given them the closer. He's won two games on his own late in basketball games. He's also affected things on the defensive end. What he's done for Ben Simmons is raise Ben's defensive level. To be perfectly honest with you, I thought Ben was underperforming on the defensive end early. He wasn't giving the same kind of consistent effort. And he can toggle between, say, the two and the four defensively, Ben, and really make things hard with his length and his anticipation and breakaway speed. So he's elevated them. In terms of chemistry and fit, we'll see. Jimmy Butler seems like he's a different kind of dude. And, you know, what ultimately he wants, we'll see. But winning helps, and I think he's had a positive impact between the lines, which is most important. Doris, you've been around basketball for a long time in different capacities. When you look at Markel Fultz and what he's had to go through Mm -hmm. this year and a half, what do you think the Sixers ought to do with him? You know, this is hard for me. I am the mother of a 24-year-old son, and so the first prism through which I look at this guy's is, is that of a mom. And if my son were going through this, it would be incredibly difficult to watch. We are evaluating a 20-year-old in incredible scrutiny under incredible performance pressure. Uh, it's been a, over a year issue. It feels to me personally like if I were his mom, I'd almost want him in a different organization just to give him a fresh start. The reality is this is a business decision for the Sixers. Brett Brown continues to be supportive. He keeps talking, saying, I'm going to coach him like a son, not like the number one pick in the draft. Um, I think Markell's you know, inner circle has given him some interesting advice over, the, over time. I don't know that there's a positive outcome on either side. I'm just hopeful for the young man. Uh, that he can either, one, come back healthy in the, in the timetable given now six weeks, or two, maybe somehow he moves to another place. That is a great answer. That is just simply a great answer, a mom's perspective on that is fabulous. We get you out of here on this, and I know you didn't think we would not mention Drake. Drake is a huge <laughs> fan of yours, Doris. Drake lives in Toronto. Do you expect him to be there tonight? Oh, remarkably, Tony, he does not keep me apprised of his whereabouts, so I can tell you, I have no idea. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the Appreciate show. Appreciate it, Doris. Thank See you. you soon. Thanks for having me. NBA countdown begins at 7 Eastern tonight. Let's take one last break. Still to come, how does the injury to leading receiver Emmanuel Sanders change things for the Broncos? And should Tiger, as in Tiger Woods, be the favorite to win the Masters? We're no. talking about that already? Let me just tell you something. We can talk, you and I can talk about Markel Fultz for hours and hours and hours. We're not going to ever get a better answer than that. No, we're not. No, we're just not. It's you know what? That- happy time. People have a 27th birthday, Christian Yellen. Yeah. You see what happens when Derek Jeter trades you away? You become the MVP of the National League. In his first year in Milwaukee, the outfielder made the all-star team for the first time, finished with a 326 batting average, 36 home runs, 110 RBI. 
All those numbers are in the top three in the National League, and the Brewers made the playoffs, which led to Yelich winning the MVP. He is great. He is clutch. He is charismatic. He's just what you want, and I now hate him because he's a cheesehead. Right, because he's not a cub. That's right. Happy anniversary, Tim Brown. On this day 31 years ago, you became the last player from Notre Dame to win the Heisman Trophy. Notre Dame, Ohio State, and USC each have seven Heisman winners. So if Dwayne Haskins wins, Ohio State sits alone on top. And if Kyler Murray wins, Oklahoma joins the other three with seven. Interestingly, Alabama only has two Heismans. Both in the last 10 years, Tua would give them three. Well, for all those years, Tony, they didn't play a lot of offense. But they did have Bart Starr, Joe Neighbor, the Kenny Stabler. One of them could have won, right? Happy trails to Hassan Whiteson. The Heat Center left the bench and walked to the locker room with 40.5 seconds left in Miami's home loss to Orlando last night. What do you mean he left the bench and walked into the locker room? Coach Spo said Whiteside was probably upset at the time. Upset at what? Not playing in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Dwayne Wade said Whiteside had to go to the bathroom. There you have it. And he couldn't hold it in for 40 seconds? Will Bunny's your account. No, he's not. He's Pat Riley's account. And the great, 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 great Pat Riley, even he makes a mistake now and then. Four items. One, the Cardinals have reportedly landed Paul Goldschmidt. Ouch, Wilbon. Two, Doncic went number three to Atlanta, who traded him to the Mavs. Three, Carmelo was in the same draft as Wade and LeBron. And four, that album cover with the mamas and papas in a bathtub. 1966. Shout out to you, Michelle Phillips. Very quickly. Let's do it. Big finish. Broncos leading receiver Emmanuel Sanders reportedly tore his Achilles at practice out for the year. Season ender? A lot of close losses with a season ender for the Broncos, I'm afraid. Tony. Tiger Woods has been installed as one of three co-favorites to win the Masters. Who are the other two? Rose and Spieth. I'll take Tiger. Michigan straight by Northwestern, 62-60. How you feeling about that? Proud of my boys. Very angry. Mike Loxley is the new head football coach at Maryland. Is this a good hire? He's a great recruiter. That's as far as I'm going right now. All right. Lost a lot of games. Last one, 6-2 and two Washington at number one Gonzaga tonight. Are you smelling upset? No, no, no. Gonzaga still has to hate you, Dub. They, they want a pound of flesh even that. now. You think that. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. So Hootie and the Blowfish are having a new tour. Shout out to them. Darius, call me. Seriously, call me.